All dogs go to heaven. Yes, yes, welcome back to another weekly edition of ISD in School Detention. We appreciate you guys so much for tuning in this week. As always, you're here with your host, Devon. And Pierce. And we have a special guest in the audience, uh, the boy uh, D. Hendo, a.k.a. Uh, Dosh, a.k.a. Dash, a.k.a. Uh, Milwaukee's Best Event Planner, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. Michael Blackson, before he was Michael Blackson, a.k.a. Uh, the man, you know what I'm saying? Yo, 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 how y'all doing? How y'all doing? <laughs> I, I I do feel like honestly, bro, you you kind of have a. I think you'd be a good radio personality. I hope I put the bug in you for to actually go like do this shit sometime in the future. I, I think you'd be good for it. You've always been the guy who's commanded all the attention to school, life of the party, funny dude. You know what I'm saying? I feel you, bro. I'm game. I'm game, dog. Just let me know. Oh, I mean, yeah, I could, but I'm talking about you can go apply elsewhere. <laughs> go apply elsewhere. <laughs> we don't want you on our show. Nah, nah, I'm fuck. What you mean? I'll be down to try and have you on. I'm, I'm not mad at it at all. But I think even besides this, bro, legit, you should definitely go in. Trifecta. Trifecta. Who knows? Trifecta. Who knows? You never know. <laughs> but I definitely think you should look to go on radio somewhere one day, for sure. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. No problem. Um, on a serious note, serious note, man, first thing I want to say, RIP to the legend, to the great DMX, man. Rest in heaven. Rest in peace. Yeah, man. That was... That was a tough one, man. That shit blew my mind, man. That was a tough one. I'm not gonna lie. I'm pretty sure everyone was, everybody was kind of hurt with that one, to be honest. Definitely, bro. And uh, I think this week, uh, I'm gonna title the episode "All Dogs Go to Heaven" as a tribute to DMX, man. And I really feel like, and I put him in our positive news segment, right? Because even though he did pass away, and passing away isn't positive. For one, I'm a believer that when people are struggling in real life, because we all know DMX publicly has struggles mm-hmm. when they pass on and I, in my personal beliefs that means that they're at peace mm-hmm. but also I put it in a positive segment because when people pass away it's always a sad thing it's this but I think we should get into a habit of celebrating people's lives when they're here and when they're gone yeah. you know appreciating them because it's going to be sad regardless so why not make it a little happier and talk about all the good that this person did especially because they were dogging DMX in the, in the media all they to talk Always, about were man. these foreclosed homes and things like that. Where it's yeah. like you, you're not gonna talk about all of his accomplishments, all the music he saw, all the all the feelings he made people, you know, have. It's, I I think that's bogus. So I think it's important to celebrate people when they go. Most definitely, I think that's how most people would want it. It's just kind of like a celebration of who they were, what they did for their community and the surrounding people and all that stuff. Um, I know I don't like being sad during funerals. I mean, it's kind of it's a sad situation already. So I, I don't know personally for me, I'd rather it almost be like like you said, like a celebration, a party instead of a yeah, you know, just being upset that I'm not there anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, bro, they were dogging DMX in the, in the media for a while just for various things. I mean, um, why? I mean, he's a celebrity, bro. That's what happens, you know? Like, celebrities are always going to get dogged. Every flaw is going to be magnified, all that. So, I mean, that's just kind of what came with his lifestyle and everything like that. Unfortunately, um, he, you know, coped in, in, in ways that obviously weren't the best for him. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, he's going to be missed. I know he said an, uh, an effect on a lot of people's lives, mm-hmm. a positive effect on a lot of people's lives. So just, just the fact that he's gone is, is something that's going to, you know, leave an impact for a while, yeah. you know? Yeah, and it goes, it sucks that when a per, when a person passes away, 
you truly begin to see their impact. And it sucks that they're not here to see it. You know, because before he passed away, nobody was talking about DMX. And now he's gone. Now it's like, oh, my God, like, this is huge, you know? And I'm not saying that people shouldn't celebrate him or shouldn't go back and listen to his music or do whatever, because I feel like that's an old thing for people to do, to be like, oh, you didn't listen to him before he died, to listen to him now. Like, bro, shut up. If you really cared about the artist, you want people to listen to their music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get that. I think it's more so just like if it's, if you were never a fan. Yeah before and then after they die then you know you're a huge fan and you know oh man i can't believe you could obviously be you know say rest in peace like i don't i wouldn't yeah. get mad at anybody for like you know just saying rest in peace even if they yeah. weren't a fan like that's just something respectful to say but if you're gonna start acting like you're the biggest fan that's fake then it's like yeah that's pretty fake obviously you can become a fan after they pass that's not something that's not that's that's unheard of for sure mm-hmm. but i think it's just Coming, that's just the same thing as it, like if you weren't friends with them, they pass away. Then you're at the funeral crying and saying how much you miss them. This is like that's weird. Like, yeah, it's like no, you don't. You don't because yeah. you never you weren't friends with them when they were alive. So why all of a sudden now that they're gone, you're you're you know you seem to be like their best friend. And same thing kind of goes with the music. Obviously, it's a little bit more different situation, but um, that's that's where I think that would be kind of weird. Yeah. But I don't think anybody just re, like listening to the music after uh, someone passing away is. A bad thing. No, I don't think it's. I don't bad. think so. I don't, I don't think it's. But I mean, you never know, you know. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's a horrible thing, but again, it all depends. Like, like how much you like really cape for this person. If you sit here act like you was number one fan, or you get to yeah, or you try to say she just to fit in. Like, yeah, I was listening to him back in the day, or I was doing this back in the day. It's like, nah, man, you, you gotta just continue to be you. Don't change up just to fall within this wave of just emotions because everyone's sad this person's gone. Like, continue to just continue to feel how you felt from the beginning. If you want to listen to the music, go right ahead. And if and it's okay to change your opinion with presented with new information. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely, bro. I agree with you. Do you think that music, and I'm a firm believer of this too, do you think that music sounds different once people pass away? Um, I think the messages probably come a little bit more clear when they pass away. I think when people are here and, you know, they're making songs that... Um, Maybe, you know, a little more personal to them. Maybe they're, you know, kind of talking about struggles going on in their life or things that they're kind of dealing with that we aren't really even listening to. But once mm-hmm. they pass and then you listen to it again and then you hear what they're talking about and then it's just like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, what, Mac Miller, he has this, he, there's a, I'm not going to be able to quote this 100%, but there's a line in the song where he's like, I hope, you know, like, Basically, like, whatever, like, my dealer doesn't, like, give me, like, lace shit because he doesn't want to meet the 27 Club. And yeah. that's exactly what happened, you know? Yeah. And you just sit there and you're like, damn, like, that's crazy. Or even Juice World's music, I mean, he talks about all the time, like, him feeling like he was going to die soon and this, this, and that. And while they're alive, you know, we're just lit. We're just like, yeah, I'm going to die soon, too. But then they are really, that's really their feelings and that their emotions coming out yeah. on the track, but everyone's just lit to it. So I think once, once people pass and then you really listen to it, then you just, then you, the, the messages become so much more clear. Mm-hmm. And then you realize it's like, damn, like they really were like crying out for help and we weren't doing anything for them, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why I think that that kind of happens where people start appreciating the music more because the, the, the words become a lot more clear once they're gone. Yeah. 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 I, and I think it's also, it's a thing where it's just like, damn, I'm never going to hear this. We're never going to hear anything new from this person again. Yeah. So let's appreciate that just yeah. as much more. Mm-hmm. So 
It's a, it's, it's a sad yet great, well, it's a humbling situation to understand these people that we looked up to is like, like I was growing up, I was never like the biggest Mac fan. Not that mm-hmm. I didn't listen to him. I, not sorry. I said that backwards. Not that I didn't like him. I just never listened to him. Yeah. So um, to go and listen back to that now, damn, I completely forgot my fucking train of thought. Don't you hate it when that happens? Mm. I have bars just now. Repeat what you just said. Uh, I was talking about the message becoming clearer when someone passes because yeah. the... The you know the emotional aspect of the songs when they're alive is a little clouded because we're just being lit to it in turn. Yeah. But once they pass, then you start seeing the true essence of what those lyrics were trying to portray and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, so that's what I was talking about. Okay, I think what I was saying was completely unrelated. That didn't help at all. But I think I got where I'm coming from. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I think what I was saying was we learn to appreciate it more because we know we're never going to hear anything new from that again. Mm-hmm. And because of that. You know, no, I still comply with my train of thought. Maybe that was the it for my thought, though. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I, don't know. I, don't I know. fucked up. My bad, bro. Anyway. No, you're good. Um, oh, I know what I was going to say. We often see these people that we look up to and we celebrate as, like, heroes and champions and, like, godly figures or otherworldly because they've reached certain heights of success and they touch so many people and they sell out these concerts and these shows and so many people fuck with what they do. Right. We almost forget that these people are human. Yeah. I mean, I I don't, but a lot of people forget that. That happens a lot, you know. Uh, It happens a lot. I mean, people put people on pedestals, you know. You have it here. Everybody does it, you know, even if you don't think you do. I mean, everyone's going to, everyone has that one person when they look at like, damn, like, that's, that's so-and-so. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not, you're never going to, like, for you, that's probably going to be J. Cole. Even if, like, you're cool and you're going to see him on the street, you're going to be like, oh, my God, like. Yeah. That's fucking J. Cole. You're not just going to be like, oh, shit, cool. You know, like, you're going to be like, oh, shit. Same shit with me, same shit with everybody else. Everyone has that one person. But, uh, so yeah, some people, it does kind of seem like they go overboard a little bit. And it's like almost like a worship type of thing. And they can never do any wrong. And this is, you know, and this is like, oof. Yeah, because I met plenty of rappers. Yeah. But if I meet J. Cole, nigga, I'm going to do my best to be like, what's going on? Or, yeah. like, I'm not going to force it. Like, if we just haven't, like, because you walk past people and you don't speak. Uh-huh. It's just whatever. Like, they could be on the other side of the room, whatever. But if I see, it's going to be hard to not, like, stare at this thing. That's what I'm saying. It's what feel, you may not fuck? do anything, but the feeling inside you is going to be like, <sighs> you're going to be sitting there like, damn, that's not just an ordinary person, even yeah. though it is. But you're going to be like, that, it's, no, that's J. Cole. Yeah, facts. You know, so. Facts, so, man. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, I think some people just kind of use celebrities as a way to live through people and experience things that they may never get the chance to experience, you know, uh, for whatever reason. But. I think that's why a lot of people kind of look at the celebrities like that, which isn't a really healthy thing to do. Not at all. That, then that just limits what you're able to accomplish because you're more content with just watching, you know, whatever celebrity or, you know, group of celebrities and out on vacation posting these pictures there on Instagram or, you know, going live on here and having a great time. And you're at home watching it, smiling at your screen, you know, trying to imagine you you being there. But at the same time, it's like, you know, doing that, you could just be there. You could yeah. just go. You know, obviously it's a lot easier said than done. You know, but if you if there's things you want to experience and do in life, that you know, it takes work to get to that point. And then it's gonna be so much more fulfilling when you experience it for yourself instead of, you know, watching people do it. You know. Yeah. Not that that's anything there's nothing wrong with that because I watch people do stuff. Everybody watches somebody do things. Mm-hmm. But that's when that's all you do, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what you look forward to doing, you know, and then it's just like it's just weird, you know? It's, I don't know. It comes off weird to me, at least. You know what made me feel that way? Hmm. 
This is when we were kids. Remember BET or was it MTV? You used to have the big summer break concert, bash parties yeah. in like Miami. That's as a kid, I felt like that. Even though I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Obviously, being like what, 12 years old, we were too young to even be there. Yeah. All that kind of shit. But I was just like, damn, that's kind of the feeling. Or yeah. like the bigger conversation here is life and death, but just to what you're saying about like living through things, yeah. I really felt that way. When I would be as a kid, look at MTV or BT Spring Break, I see Soldier Boy on stage, I see Jay Z up there, yeah, Chris Brown, time. and I'm just like, I'm in the living room, like, see, you can run, mm-hmm. right? And I'm just like, damn, that shit is so fucking cool. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. And that's why it's important to go out and do shit, so you don't end up being that yeah. person with regrets. Exactly. Obviously, you know, you're you were you know young, so you couldn't go experience that. But yeah, if you were old enough, why not just go out there? You yeah. know, or why not? You know, there's things you can do. To have fun and experience the shit yourself, but some people would just rather watch it, you know. And that, you know, what are you gonna do? But I, I think that also kind of uh, that's not a healthy thing to do because once you start doing that, then it then I feel like that leads to depression quick, you know, because you'll be watching that. The minute you turn it off, you'll be sitting there like, damn, like why can't I do that, or why am I not doing that, or then you just start questioning yourself because you're watching everybody else do what you want to do. Then yeah. you start getting down on yourself. So it's like, is that even some? Is that even healthy to do? No, it's not, you know, like, why, why, so why do that? But I mean, you know, I, I don't know why people do it. I don't I, know why people do it. I don't know either, man, but I was talking to somebody else about that the other day, regret and how strong it is, because I know someone personal to me, they made a decision. It wasn't life, I mean, it wasn't like huge, big, debilitating, but it's definitely a major decision. Like, it wasn't life or death, but it was a major decision. Yeah. And now that they're kind of in that decision... They definitely feel away like, man, I should have done this shit. Man, I regret this shit. This was some bullshit. And when we talked about, you know, a fine line of, you know, regret and trying to live your life to the fullest and like being happy and taking risk and when to be safe. Uh-huh. I kind of feel bad for this person because I mean it's a learning lesson at the end of the day. We're only in our twenties, but it was kind of a learning lesson to be like, shit, well, I guess I know a little bit more about myself now, so I don't have to make that decision again. Uh-huh. So and that's life. Yeah, she. but she's definitely feeling it, though. She's like, this is a bad decision. And when you regret something, you end up taking that out on a situation. And your frustration pulls over into other things other, in other parts of your life because you're just so mad at that. And you may not be able to fix it or you may not want to fix it or you want to wait it out or whatever case. So you start taking out that frustration to other things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely, man. I mean, everyone's been in those situations. I definitely have been in those situations where you you're, you regret doing something or not doing something, whether that's, you know, you should have turned at this light instead of that light, or you should have said this to her instead of that to her, you should have, you know, ate this, you know, whatever, regret in general, you know, um, depending on how heavy it is, heavy of a feeling of regret it is, though, I mean, yeah, you could definitely, that could definitely become a toxic situation, and you're taking your your frustration and anger out on other people, or yeah. you could, you could, uh, you know, try to learn from this, learn from it and, and improve yourself. You know, there's, there's different ways to deal with regret and, 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 and hindsight and stuff like that. You know, um, personally, like for me, what am I, do I do this a hundred percent, you know, to the, to the T probably not, but what I, what I like to do when I'm mm. in a situation where I regret things or I, I'm sitting back and I'm like, damn, like I was stupid. I should have done this instead. I should have, then, you know, whatever, I try to just learn from it. And then when I'm in that situation again in the future, I know what steps that I am going to want to take, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And then, and I could kind of fix it that way or, or, or look back at myself like, okay, why did I make this decision? 
instead of this one. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Now, okay, I made this decision. Why made? Why did I make that decision? Then learn mm -hmm. about it, and then kind of almost look into yourself as to you know what made you decide to do that, which you regret doing instead of what you should have been doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then and, and that too. Sometimes it's 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 what I feel like is re what's really needed in situations like that is. And not so much looking at other things as, uh, you're the reason I'm here. You're the reason I'm here. I'm mad at you. I'm mad at you. It's okay. I got myself here. How, how did I get myself in this situation? How, when, what do I need to do to never get in this situation again? Or at least if I am in this situation, I'll know how to handle it better so that I can get a better outcome for myself type mm -hmm. shit. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's what I think the best thing to do yeah. is in those types of situations is, is, is to look in on yourself, look at your flaws and look at what, how, what brought you there uh learn what you need to, to work on work on it and and, and keep it moving and, and keep it pushing mm -hmm. and you know and depending on what the situation is whether that's what whether that's with the person whether that's with a job whether that's with uh i don't know you know but it could fix it, it fixing yourself can help the situation out you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. if and, and if it's a with a person if i think if people see that you're working on yourselves and you're making improvements that's gonna show them that you're changing and you're doing different things as which will possibly make it easier for them for you to, to reconnect, you know, or for, uh, or for a job, you know what I'm saying? If you're like, damn, like I'm not getting the promotion I want to get, but why am I not getting it? Is it my boss's fault or is it my fault? You know what I'm saying? Then you'd be like, okay, well, what can I be doing better? Okay. I'm gonna start doing this. Boom, boom, boom. You start doing that. Your boss sees that. It's like, okay, I see that they're making improvements. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I see that they, they, they're made, they're working on and becoming better which then may lead them to give you that promotion at a later date. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, so working on yourself and, and making improvements on yourself first, I think is key before trying to, to, to delegate, delegate blame and, you know, try to put it on everybody else without trying to improve yourself. Because if you don't, then you're just going to be in the same exact situation you're going to be in that you're already in at a later date, because you haven't improved your mindset at all you haven't improved where you're coming from so when you are in that same situation you're the same thought process is going to happen which yeah. got you there yeah you know what i'm saying instead of like okay i've been here before i did this last time what did i learn from that you know what i'm saying so instead of thinking like that way you're just gonna be thinking about this you're gonna be thinking the same way which will just get you the same exact results which is going to get you the same exact uh feeling in yourself which is regret anger hostility all that which Man. is never never good yeah, um, I don't know how we. I, I should have put a button in our DMX conversation first, but uh, rest in peace to the King DMX. Yeah, man. yeah, 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 man. Please that, be safe. Uh, now, going on to man. what we said about, uh, going on to what we said about, because we'll we'll get on DMX's music in the next segment. Yeah. But going on to what you're saying about like regrets, I actually had something happen this morning. So I'm in my girl's house, and I get up at eight, take the dog out, and I thought. Because of me not paying, me being me, moving too fast, not thinking all the way. I thought I had a dentist appointment today at 1120. Mm -hmm. She stays an hour away. So I'm thinking, okay, I got to leave her house at 10. We'll have to bear me on the yada. I go out. I run out. And I pick up some stuff for her. She told me to pick up cotton balls. I was rushing, rushing, looking for uh, eye, uh, uh, eyelash remover for her. Because she, she needs some eyelash remover. Mm -hmm. So I go out and look for that. I'm not finding that. Because I had so much tunnel eyelash, eyelash vision, she asked me to pick up cotton balls. I got cotton swabs, not cotton balls. Mm. So that's my first mistake. The other mistake mm -hmm. was that whole time, bro, my doctor appointment, the dentist appointment wasn't even today. It's in fucking May. Wow. Yeah. And so I sat there, rushed out of that house, Yeah. did all this stuff to not only not have my appointment 
be a whole nother fucking month. Because I called them and be like, hey, I'm going to be a few minutes late. They're like, what are you talking about? Exactly. So I'm driving, I check a text. It says fucking May. And I'm like, fuck, okay. Yeah. Stupid. Then, on top of that, I got her the wrong things. She wanted cotton balls, not cotton swabs. And the regret from that decision is just like, I sat at my house and I was like, damn. I, and I haven't felt that way in a very long time. I, I'm always been a forgivable person. Um... Watching someone just forgets things, especially if I write them down, sometimes I'll be moving too fast. And so because of that, it kind of took me back to the feeling I had about myself when I was a kid. And I was forget shit. And I'd be like, damn, I'm an idiot. I'm dumb. I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. And it's just like, one, I had to stop myself talking about myself like that because that's only going to make the situation worse. Very true. I'm not yeah. idiot. I'm not an idiot by any means. Yeah. I still remember to do important things like pay bills on time and mm-hmm. shit like that. So I'm not like just uncapable, unhandy, not mm-hmm. having a fucking successful life. Yeah. But that still gave me that regret because I'm just like, had I just read this a little bit more or had I just focused on the text message, had I not been trying to move so fast, trying to get to what, get her what, get her one thing when I focus on the other stuff, yeah. then we wouldn't be away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that regret, that shit is real. I felt that about that itty bitty decision. I'm over it now because like it's over. It's not the end of the world. Even, yeah, but I feel deal. bad because in I the care. Moment, in the moment. Hell yeah. It, it, yeah. Hell yeah. I care. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, bro. Regret's a bitch, bro. I mean, um, I've I've had plenty of conversations with a lot of my a lot of my friends recently just about regret in various situations in life, man. And and it's not a it's it's it it's it hurts to think back on because you just realize how stupid you were. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying in the situation and how you dealt with it and what you did. Um, but it's it's definitely something that needs to be reflected on. I I'd, I'd I'd imagine you know um, it, it obviously is ideal to have a life that with no regrets, but that's just not realistic you know there's 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 things that you're always going to regret even if it's small stuff mm-hmm. you know um but yeah man regrets regret is a motherfucker bro that's why i mean you hear it all the time with like, the older people i don't know if you've ever seen those those uh videos on youtube of uh, oh 98 year old gives advice yeah and, you know and it's always you know it's always the same the same tune of like you know if if you want to do it do it because you don't want to regret not doing it when you're older if you want to talk to that girl and say you know what i'm saying or if yeah. you want to go it's, it's always about just do it don't don't wait don't wait for the perfect time don't you know if it's something that you want to do you want to experience whatever the case is and do it because you will regret it if you don't if it's something you want to talk to speak because you regret it if you don't yeah if it's a relationship you want to mend you know speak up you know what i'm saying like sometimes you're gonna have to cast the first the first Net. Net, you know, and uh, say something, you know, and, and you never know. But doing it with, if you don't do something, you're going to, and you really want to, you're going to regret it and it's going to eat at you. You know what I'm saying? Then you're going to feel stupid, bro. You're going to feel like, Jesus, like, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I say that? Why, you know, and it's just like, sometimes you just got to do it. Even if you don't know what's going to happen, sometimes mm-hmm. you just got to start talking. Sometimes you just got to start walking. Sometimes you just got to get in the car and turn the ignition. You know what I'm saying? Like, and figure it out. Um, but that's the thing that everyone, I mean, I, I, that's just definitely something I have to work on, you know, is just, if I want something, if I want to do something, then just go and do it instead of like thinking I'm a big overthinker, you know what I'm saying? I, like a lot of people are, you know, and it's just like, I'll find myself in situations where I'm like, Oh, I want to do something or either whether that's, I want to talk to this person. I want to go do this. I want to go experience this. And but instead of doing it, I'm over here just thinking about it and overthinking how it's going to happen. And then you realize you didn't even do it because you were instead you were thinking about all the wrong that could happen. You weren't even thinking about all the right that could happen, you know? So that's also a mindset you got to have too. Is just, instead of always thinking that it's going to go horribly wrong, what if it goes horribly right? Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm yeah. saying? But you, but most people don't think of it like that, you know? And, and if, if more people thought of it like that, then they would, you know, I sh- a lot more shit would be getting done, you know, just because they'd be like, fuck it, let's see, let's see what happens. Definitely. You know? Definitely, I agree. So next thing I want to move on to uh, for, like, the personal pages, just a uh, personal note. One thing I realized, uh, I put the, for the bullet point I typed, how much money can change your situation, but it still not mean anything. The fine line between money meaning everything and nothing at all. And I say that because, right, I uh, moved out of my house, as I've always said. Money-wise, things got getting a little difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Um, had to learn how to manage my money better. I was forced to. But I was blessed. Not only did I get the $1,400 stimmy, I also got the stimmy from last year mm-hmm. because they got put on my tax return. So nice. in total, I've come into a lot. Thank you. I've come into a lot of money in the past like couple weeks, months. And yeah. I enjoy it. And it's crazy because I was, I was stressed out. I wasn't let it consume me, but that was definitely a thought. Yeah. And it's interesting how... There's a little bit more more money in my account now than it has been the past few months. And because of that, I feel less stress. Mm-hmm. And I want to make this point and talk about this because it's interesting. Money can change your situation. And it does have a big impact on your day-to-day life. Yeah. But also, it's just like, yeah, I got this money. but And it's great because I'm able to have a little more flexibility and pay for a trip, pay off credit card loans. Like, that's great. But... At the same time, it still did not have an effect on how happy I was. Like, it, it made a small effect on it mm-hmm. because I'm not going to lie. Like, knowing that you could put more money down in your credit card on a monthly or knowing you got a little more wiggle room after you pay rent or get mm-hmm. groceries. Maybe you could splurge to get a little something for yourself. Like, knowing that you can do that is a good feeling. But at the same time, I try not to let it suck me up. To yeah. think that that just solved all my issues. Oh, definitely but not. it's yeah. important as fuck. <laughs> yeah, bro, money's important as fuck, bro. I mean, if everybody, if everybody, it's it's always funny when celebrities and all these people say money doesn't doesn't buy you happiness. It doesn't. That's very true. But money will hand a Ooh. lot of shit that's making me upset right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So money's obviously important. But yeah, once you do have that money, and you know, obviously you hear people that have money talk about it all the time like it, it only helps so much there's still you're still you still have emotions you know at yeah. the end of the day you still have things that you want to do that you aren't doing or people you want to talk to that don't want to talk to you whatever whatever it is you know like there's still things that you're dealing with that money just will never be able to d- handle yeah. you know and, and and take care of so i mean i don't know what sum of money i would need to where it would it would consume my life and stuff like that yeah um but I don't think there's any amount of money that I'd I'd be able to have that I would just be I'd wake up happy every day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you could be a billionaire, but if you're alone, you're gonna be fuck. lonely as fuck. You know? And you're like, damn, like this sucks. You know? Or, or you, you know, if you're making a bunch of money, but you're making it in like horrible ways, or you know, you're hurting millions of people, like that's probably gonna take a toll on you too. Like, damn, like I'm making money, but I'm really fucking up a lot of people's lives. You know, various things. So money. It 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 it's helps to a certain extent, mm-hmm. you know. I'd imagine like knowing like you're comfortable with like money, like bills and this, this and that, and you have like a little bit of room room to do stuff you want to do. Yeah, it feels probably feels great, you know. But that's only a small fraction of. I'd imagine what you have on your mind, you know, and what you're yeah. dealing with, you know. So, and a lot of those things are things that money, like I said, will never be able to even touch. So. Mental health and all that stuff is still a huge big thing, even for rich people. Maybe, yeah. even, maybe even more so because they feel like, damn, like I have all this money and I have I have 
I, you know, all this stuff and I can do whatever I want. I shouldn't feel this way. Yeah. You know, I shouldn't feel like I do. Why do I feel like this? You know, like I'm in a better position than a lot of people are. Why do I feel bad about myself? You know what I'm saying? So then they could, that could, yeah, I can see that easily taking a toll on them for them feeling like a regular human being emotionally wise and just kind of being, you know, upset, but they feel bad about it because they're like, I am in such a good spot in my life. I shouldn't feel like this, but I do, mm. you know, which then makes them feel more worse because now, you know what I'm saying? So I, I could, I could see it. It's probably just, there's, I would imagine there's probably, there's a whole different set of problems and shit that you have to deal with when you get to a certain tax bracket that we just won't, don't have an idea. Mm. Because we're not in that tax bracket yet. You know, but once you get to that point, you'd be like, oh, I didn't realize like this, this was a thing. I didn't yeah. know that you guys were dealing with this, you know? So I'm sure there's, even though we have our issues, obviously, I'm sure, I guarantee that you they have their issues as well. Yeah, facts. And as I said, it's money means everything and nothing at the same time. And that yeah. really struck me as I got to find a way to, when, when I think of these lessons or when we think of these lessons of life for the first part of the show, we got to think of a title for it. But mm. it's just interesting how, like, for the lesson this week, I guess, between you talked about DMX. And, you know, being grateful and regret, I think that understanding that money means everything and nothing at the same time. And it's kind of fucked up because I think it's one of the only things that in this world that means that has that meaning, you know, where it's money's everything. Like, it's great. Super necessary. You need money to put clothes on your back. You need money to drive your car. You need money to eat. But can mean nothing at the same time. And it's kind of fucked up. Is it capitalism? Is it the way world works? Uh, I mean, I definitely think it's, it's probably... A little bit of both. Yeah. Well, I mean, because you think about, like, just how the world's set up. I mean, money is needed for everything damn near. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, so if you don't have money, you can't do anything. You feel me? Even uh, if you have yeah. money, it's expensive to be poor. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're <laughs> yeah. poor. You're, like, you got to pay it's fees expensive. for this because you don't got money for enough money for that. Or You, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's expensive so much to die. It's yeah. expensive to be born. You need money for all that. So, yeah, money in that sense is everything. Because of how it's been made so, you know, with capitalism yeah. and all that. And I'm not sitting here shitting on capitalism. I, I'm not trying to get in that conversation about what system is better and all that stuff. But, I mean, it's, 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 I feel like you'd be lying to yourself if you, if, you would, if you don't think capitalism isn't flawed somewhat in how, oh, we, in how yeah. we see material goods and, and money and stuff like that. And how we treat people that don't make, certain th make enough and all that stuff. And, you know, so I definitely think that has to as a big that's a big thing to do with how we look at money and how we kind of perceive things. Yeah. I mean, but I don't know, bro. I mean, it, it's this you know, this has uh, been a an issue for decades, years, hundreds of years. Money Bless you. Thank you. You had to look at me like that when I sneezed. I thought you were going to cough. Nah, you look disgusted, boy. Oh, second. I thought you were going to cough <laughs> like nastily. But um yeah, I don't know, bro. I mean, money, like, it, it's, I, as much as I like money, obviously, yeah, like, and, you know, obviously, I feel like everyone's on the chase for money. At the same time, that shit's so tiring, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get, I could imagine everybody probably feels like, you know, life isn't supposed to, you're born, you go to school, work, and die. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, yeah. that's, that's the life that people are supposed to live? No, not at all, you know? I mean, uh. But who? How do we? How do we change that? You know, I mean, I don't think there's any way we can change that unless you choose to live a life, you know, like a minimalistic life. And I know a lot of people that do that, and they love it, and they're having a great time, and they, you know, they feel more connected than any anything else, you know. And th that could be the key to it, you know, not caring so much about material things and and wealth, and just surrounding yourself with good people, good, 
you know, food or whatever you want to surround yourself with that makes you feel good, you know, and, and instead of and, and worrying about that more so instead of like, oh, man, like, I need to get a job that pays this much so I could do this and I could afford that and I could, you know, I got these bills to pay. Because that's, I mean, that's no life to live, you know, at all, at all. I mean, but at the same time, I mean, that's almost kind of like the life we're forced to live. Yep. You know, and if we choose not to, then it's such a difficult, it's so difficult for us because everything is one way. So if you try to live a different way, I mean, you're, it's tough. It's very, tough. Very. So, all right, moving on to our positive news bullet bull point for the day. Uh, Jersey Mike's donated 100% of sales from 1,900 stores in their biggest day of giving in 11 years. This is per goodnewsnetwork.org. With the company goal of raising $8 million, Jersey Mike's subs blew past their mark during their annual month of giving to raise an incredible $15 million to help more than 200 charities worldwide. After they accepted donations from customers throughout March, the final day accumulated in Jersey Mike's locations across America, donating 100% of sales, not just profits, to local charities. Um, shout out to Jersey Mike's, man. Big shout out to Jersey Mike's. Always doing the right thing. That is definitely super appreciated. Uh, more than 1,900 restaurants that are known for their in-store freshly baked bread. This sounds like a Jersey Mike's ad. <laughs> I don't even think you to read all that. I don't. You I don't have to read all People that. got the message. Okay, cool. Yes. Uh, I think it's important for big corporations. I'll always give a shout out to big corporations who do the right thing. Always, 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 always. Man. Yeah. That's super important. So, all right. Moving on to the jukebox. Um, a song I put in here, right? Back to DMX. Slippin' by DMX is a great fucking song. Mm-hmm. And I say that everyone should listen to it because it's a song that will teach you different things about struggling. And I think that when you listen to this song, you look at this man who at one point in time was on top of the world. You know? Yeah, I mean, everyone's seen that Woodstock video. Phew, my fucking man. goodness. This man was up there in overall, sweating bullets. Yeah, rocking, bro, performing to half the world. Bro, white people, it was black crazy. people. crazy. Spanish people, there's so many different kinds mm-hmm. of people out there rocking the whole crowd. And I think that slipping is great because, again, it shows a man who's on the top of the world, rocking crowds full of hundreds of thousands of people, selling millions of records, all this different kind of stuff, still dealt with issues and flaws. Yeah, yeah. And that goes into what I was talking about earlier, just how you have all these artists constantly making music about, you know, them, uh, personal music about themselves and you know, shit that they're going through and their issues and their problems and everyone else is, everyone's just lit to it. Everyone's listening to it, but they're not really listening to it. Yeah. But then once you listen, to, you listen to that song now and all the lyrics hit harder. Yeah. Because you're like, damn. Like, he was, he was, you know, he was, he was, he wasn't just being DM. He was out here try, trying to get people to realize that he's going through some shit and there's a lot more shit going on and, and then what people see DMX as, but people aren't, they weren't trying to hear that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They weren't trying to hear that. Most people probably didn't really even care. You know, obviously he had friends that care. We already we all know, you know, Swiss Beats and 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 and, and company, you know, obviously have kept him in in their hearts for ever. You know, I've been trying to get him help and stuff like that. So he's had people there. But from a fan perspective, I don't, you know, a lot of fans, I would I would imagine a lot of fans don't necessarily care about the artists more so than they care about just the music they put out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um but I mean, yeah, it's just it's just it's just a sad thing to listen to when you when an artist passes like they like you know how he unfortunately did, and then you listen to his music, and then you and then you just you just hear it, and then you then you feel like damn, like yeah, just a year ago I was you know nodding my head to this you know listening to this whatever whatever, and now I'm sitting here like I feel horrible. But that's what do we do? Mm-hmm. We can't do much, and obviously we can give them words of encouragement on Twitter and stuff like that, but we can't go and reach out. 
and and help the man but we can we can do what we can but people don't realize that until it's too late a lot of the time i mean and you hear about it all the time i mean with every artist every artist that, that passes away early then everyone's saying how great they were and then you get all these stories from different artists oh man i remember you in the studio doing this i remember doing that blah blah, blah. the great person this you know it's like but did you tell them that when you saw them yeah did you tell them that when you you know how great that experience was the next day like yeah you know, those things matter. Those things are important. You know, did, did, what, what, what were their friends doing? Were their friends, you know, uh, pushing drugs in their face? You know what I'm saying? Were their friends trying to get them clean? Were their friends, maybe they were, maybe they weren't. I, I don't know. So I'm not shitting on anybody because I don't know what the situation was with, with the inner circle. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that you, you got to look at and be like, okay, like who's, who's really here for me? You know, who's really helping me? You know, um, if you, if you enjoyed something that someone did or you enjoyed an experience or you enjoyed a conversation or you, you just enjoy them as a person, let them know. You know what I'm saying? Just be like, yo, like, just so you know, you're, you're a great person. You know, like I had a lot of fun yesterday, you know, like I really needed that talk the other night. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Let them, let them know you appreciate them. Don't appreciate them in silence. Appreciate them out loud. You know, because that's That probably is going to help them so much more. Just like, bro. Okay. For example, boom. I don't know this guy. And this is, I was in the gym, right? This dude was flexing his calves in the mirror. He had nice calves, bro. So I was like, nice calves, man. His face lit up. Really? Lit up. He was like, oh, man, thanks, bro. Like that, you know, that's dope. That really means a lot. And I was just trying to give dude a compliment. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could have kept that shit to myself and just be like, oh, damn, dude, has nice calves, whatever, boom. But that could have changed his whole day. Did it? Probably not. But yeah. in that moment, he was mad happy type shit. You feel me? So like those small things can mean so much to people that can bring them out of a hole that they're mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. especially if they feel like nobody really fucks with them or nobody cares about them or nobody appreciates them. But for that one person to be like, even if you don't know them like that, mm-hmm. if you just happen to have a random ass conversation with someone at a random ass party and it was, it was good. Mm-hmm. Hit them the next day. on my IG, but yo, like that was, that was cold. Yeah. Appreciate that. You know, you know, and they'd be like, thanks man. Like I did too. Or, you know, wow. Like I, you know, I didn't even know, like I thought it was really boring, but clearly I'm not, you know, you never know what people are going through. Facts. You never know what's going to bring their day up. So just the small acts can mean so much. And unfortunately, a lot of the times we don't realize that until people pass and, and, and you think we would have learned the lesson by now, but for whatever reason, I think people think it's almost lame to be appreciative. Shit, not I. Type shit. You feel me? So it's like, if I don't think it's corny, you know, but I could see I could see how people may feel that way because it's like, man, like, well, I don't want to come off like like too much. Yeah, I don't want to come off like, hey, hey, bro, like, thanks you so much. And they're like, damn, bro, I was just talking to you, like, I was, you know, that's nothing. But yeah, you know, just I don't know, bro. It's not corny. And if people think it's corny for being appreciative, then fuck them. Fuck them. You know, you feel me, like, because I would, bro. If someone came up to me and telling me j- j- how much they appreciated me for whatever reason that's gonna make my day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I'm having a horrible day and someone said, bro, like, you know, your podcast really has helped me out. You're, I love listening to your shit yeah. or, 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 you know, I saw your pictures online. Like I saw, you know, I know you've been wanting to do this. That's cold or nice shoes. Does, nice haircut. doesn't really matter, but it's just like, Oh man, like, thank you. You feel me? And, and I feel like we want that so much, but we're never really willing to give that to somebody. And, and, you that, know? and, and that's the part one thing I love about women, bro, women, will, if they fuck with each other, they will tell each other on the spot. I love that about women. They'll always be like, you know what, girl? I love your shoes. Or I love this. They'll go out of their way. Oh, you pretty bitch. Or whatever yeah. they say to each bro, other, bro. I, had, I was at the club the other day, um, and this dude, 
I didn't feel a way about it. Like he didn't wasn't didn't seem like he was coming on to me at all. Yeah. But he was like, hey, bro, like you're a good looking guy. Like I was, he was like, I'm sure you get a lot more girls saying that anyway. Like I'm not anything. I just want to let you know. And I was like, oh, thanks, bro. I appreciate the shit out of that. Yeah, I was like, thank you. You know, and I like he didn't. That was it. Didn't say a word to me after that. You know, and just kept kept doing what he's doing. So I, I I didn't feel any way about it. Even if he was on that with me, I would just politely, you know, be like, I appreciate that, but I'm not I'm not on that. But that doesn't mean I don't want the compliments. Still, you know, that doesn't mean I still don't appreciate what you said. That's nice, you know. Uh, but I feel like for guys, especially when it comes to like shit like that, you know, like I, I think a lot of guys. I think it's getting better now. To yeah. be honest with you, I mean, I think a lot of guys are realizing that it's okay to give another dude a compliment. Yeah. You know, I feel like for the longest time, people felt like, oh man, that's that's sus, bro. Like I'm not gonna sit here and say that dude. You know, that guy looks good. Or I'm not gonna say like because why? I don't know. Obviously, there is. You know, they didn't want to come off a certain way, but like. You don't. You feel me? And I think you a lot come of off weirder when you don't say it, or when you put more thoughts to like, oh, I don't. Yeah, if you think, way. if you overthink, and then it's just like, why you just give the give the compliment or don't give the compliment? You yeah, know, what right. I'm saying? most of the times they don't give it. You know, but um, I think a lot of guys would really appreciate compliments. I think a lot of guys really appreciate a lot of just acts of uh, affection, and that doesn't necessarily have to be like an affectionate, like or or a, a, like a romantic type of thing, but just like a hug. Yeah, you know, or just like a, a a compliment on something, or saying like, "Hey, bro, you look good," or a "Nice shirt, bro," or a "Nice haircut." You you must have been hitting the gym, or you know what I'm saying? Just compliments that you don't usually get, because I can't remember the last time I got like, other than like the other night, but like getting compliments like that, you don't get them like that. Man, I you told my, I go ahead, bro. I'm I was gonna say you don't get hugs like that, you know, like uh, like legit genuine hugs, yeah. you know, you, you you don't get that type of shit, bro. You don't you don't just get random compliments on the street most of the time from a guy. You know, and sometimes it's great getting it from girls, but I mean, I'd imagine getting it from the same sex is like dope, bro. Appreciate that, man. Yeah. Like, you feel me? I don't know, bro. I mean, there's probably so much like mind shit that goes into that of why mm -hmm. people want certain compliments from certain people or, and all that stuff. But I definitely think that uh, the times are changing and guys feel a bit more comfortable giving those compliments. But I definitely think that um, I think a lot of guys would appreciate a little bit more just people showing that they actually care about them. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, a lot of guys don't get asked, like, are you okay? Yeah, like, how are you thanks. doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't get that. They they are supposed to be seen as, you know, oh, I'm good, bro. I'm straight, man. Right. Like, I'm, you know, I'm I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a soldier. I'll fight through it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But even if you fight through it, like, you're still getting hit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you're still yeah. getting bruised up, you know? And it's not fun. You feel me? Like, it's not, it's not... I don't, I don't know any guy that like that just likes dealing with things and gets no help at all. And like, I don't know any, like, do I, I, do I like getting help? No, I don't like getting help. I'd much rather just deal with that shit myself. You Thanks. feel me? But when someone, oh, I remember one time my mom, <laughs> my mom asked me, are you okay? Like, are you doing okay? Cause I was just, I must've just looked like I wasn't. And mm. I, I wasn't at the time. I wasn't at the time. And just her asking me that, open the floodgates like mm. open the floodgates and I, all this shit i was thinking about just kind of came to mind and i was talking and it was it was bad but i was just like damn like i didn't realize how little someone just asked me are you okay are you doing okay mm. you know what i'm saying because no one's asked me that in so long that i just didn't talk to anybody about certain stuff and so the one person who did and it just happened to be my mom let you know, chop a fly. Let, yeah, almost because I couldn't stop it. Like the dam broke and everything started coming out. And I, you know, all my all my problems and everything. I was getting, getting not crying and shit. And I was like, man, I can't remember the last time I cried. 
from my mom in front of anybody really, but you know, but I mean, that stuff happens, man, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's sad that I feel like for guys, like we're not, people don't really, it, not that people don't care, but it kind of, sometimes it feels like people don't really give a fuck about what we're going through. You know what I'm saying? For whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Which, and, no, go ahead, bro. Go, go ahead. ahead. I was just gonna say, you know, and I think that, you know, hopefully that's going to stop soon. And you know, that people actually start looking towards their brothers and their friends and their cousins and fathers, uncles, and asking them like, how are you doing? You know, like legit, not just like, hey, what's up, bro? But like, how are you? Yeah. And, and that's know? why important songs like Slippin'. Mm-hmm. And sorry, that's why songs like Slippin' are super important because no matter what you may see on the outside, people go through different shit. Yeah. And that a lot of times these issues, they come and they, and, they, and they can back up and they can really begin to build on you, build on mm-hmm. your shoulders. And before you know it, you're per- literally, you're proverbially slipping to the point where, damn, you may not be able to walk because you got so much shit. Or you just slipping on life. Yeah, bro. I mean, imagine you wake up and you just got so much shit on you that you're like, I don't want to get out of bed. Yeah, man. I don't want to get out of bed. I just want to sit here. I've been in those situations. I've literally been in situations where, I'm, where I've been up at night, not even late, but I'm just like, damn, I don't want to be up anymore. So I'm just going to go to sleep now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'll like take two melatonin just so I can like knock out. Cause I'm like, I don't want to be up. Not that I, and it's not like, uh, I don't want to be here. It's just, I don't want to be awake. Cause I don't want to think about what I'm thinking about. I don't want to yeah. have to deal with what I'm dealing with, you know? So I'd rather just be sleeping instead, you know? And, and, and I feel like I've had conversations with a lot of my friends and they felt the same way in certain situations where it's like, yeah, bro, I've, I know how you feel or I just don't want to, I don't want to do anything. Yeah, facts. I don't want to do anything because I feel like there's so much that's on me that I'd rather just not even start. I feel that. You know what I'm saying? And and it's a shitty it's a shitty feeling to feel like that, you know, because it's not natural, you know. And, and when you don't have people to talk to, or even if you do have people to talk to, but you're the type of person that's like doesn't, you know. Which I'm I feel like I'm that type of guy. To be honest with you, like I have people I can talk to. You know, they may not always come up and be like, hey, are you okay? You know, but I know if I if I needed to talk, I could be like, yo, like, I need to talk. And they'd be like, what's up, man? But, like, at the same time, like, I don't want to it, – it's not that I'm a burden. I feel like a burden, but it's just, like, I think to myself, like, I – how are they going to be able to help me? Yeah. If I can't – you know, if, if I can't help myself, how are they going to be able to help me? It's it, like, you, you know? it makes you feel weak. Yeah, in a sense. And that's not – and that's horrible because people – getting help isn't something that should be, like – looked down upon or being talking to people isn't that should look down upon. But I mean, when you, when I guess you looked at to be some, you know, whether in your friend group, you're the guy that everyone goes to, to talk to, you're the Mm -hmm. guy that's solid. You're the guy that's, you know, not as emotional, whatever, whatever the case is, you're, you're that guy. It's hard to be, it's hard for you to be that guy and then be like, Oh man, okay. Now I need to go talk to somebody. But if you're always that somebody, who do you go to? Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Like Drake, like who's gonna save me when I need saving? <laughs> that's that's bad, and that's real. You see, and I guarantee you, people probably listen to that lyric and are like, "Damn, but I felt that, bro. I felt that shit, man. Everyone yeah. feels that. It's just like, damn, like yeah, you feel like everybody feels like they're out there helping other people, making sure you're straight, making sure I'm, I'm taking you here, I'm making sure, you know, you're getting home safe, or, or I'm gonna pull up if you, if you call me, I'm there, type shit, or you, you know, you're going through something, I'll sit here and listen to you talk for two hours, three hours, you know. But even in, in doing that, I think a lot of people don't realize that even though people are willing to, if you have someone that's willing to do that for you, yeah, that it takes a toll on them mm-hmm. just as much as it takes a toll on you. You know what I'm saying? Listening to someone being upset, being down, which is normal, 
listening to them and then trying to fix their problems and help them out is taxing. You know what I'm saying? So if that's if you're that person, you're you have not just your issues, but you have everybody else's issues yeah. on you. Definitely. Shit takes a toll, man. It definitely does. It takes a toll. It definitely does, man. Those are good words. Uh we got another one for the jukebox. We can skip that because we just got into a different conversation. It's not gonna feel we talk about. Uh, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go right to the bigger picture. All right, boom, bigger picture. So recently, um, obviously you know about this, but Kyrie Irving and and Dennis Schroeder got ejected, yep. right, from a game. That's nothing, you know. People get ejected from basketball games, but a lot of people are kind of confused about what the ejection because there wasn't really, it wasn't even a intense back and forth. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, I think uh, Kyrie got upset because uh, Dennis called him a, a nigga. Yeah, I don't know in what context. Probably it crazy some, how probably like, some shit like damn nigga. But, and, but. Isn't it crazy how we say nigga all the time when you say called him a nigga? It sounds worse. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't know what in what context it was used. It was, it was yeah. probably wasn't even used derogatory, you know. No. But and obviously, and Kyrie felt a way about it, so he was John Adam, boom, boom, boom. Um, it, from the video, it looked like Kyrie was doing more of the talking than Dennis was. To be honest with you, because he was like, bro, I just also was nigga, bro. I wasn't like doing shit. But anyway, but they both got ejected, right? And for the very, 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 very soft back and forth. And I'm just like, why? Like, what, what is going on with not even just the NBA, but sports in general? I feel like where things like emotions almost looked as a, as a penalty. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't show emotion. You can't, if you just po- posturize somebody, you can't scream after yeah. in intensity. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what am I supposed to do? Just shut up and walk back down the court? Like, that's just wild to me. And I feel like that's not even just in sports, but it could also just be in life in general. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. you can't fully express yourself anymore because of, oh, I don't know who's going to hear me and who's going to get upset or who's going to, you know, be offended by, you know, whatever, you know, my intensity or my my passion for something, you know? So I got to keep it PC and make sure everyone's happy and shit like that. Yeah. And I feel like that's really happening in sports across the board in hockey. Cause you got still got Keep fights in hockey. Buck. Still Always got fights in hockey. in hockey. That's lit though. Run you know, and I'm not saying you should have whole box matches in the middle of the, in, you know, uh, of the court and basketball, but I mean, just let them, these are grown men and women playing a competitive sport professionally. Yeah. To sit here and tell me that emotions won't get a little run a little high it's bullshit. And, and things won't get said is bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So to p- penalize everybody all the time, give them texts, throw them out. It's just like, why are you doing that? You know, I, I agree. And honestly, if the NBA wanted to make more money, they let these players argue that shit out because I'll be honest with you. I don't know what image they're trying to keep up as being perfect. Cause nobody's perfect. But if I'm watching a game and I, if I see two like Kyrie Irving and Dennis Schroeder, or if say I see like a Bron and a, uh, like say like a Bron and Katie, say they get into even though I know they're cool with each other mm-hmm. and they and they heated, they who this and who that like really though like even though you technically you should break it up, that's sports. Let them run that shit out because mm-hmm. if you don't let them walk, because by that by doing that it's gonna bring in more money. Because at the end of the day, bro, it's about dollars. Yeah. And, I think capitalism was making people softer. Everyone trying to be trying to be politically correct, not trying to get canceled. None of that shit. It's softer on the board. But yeah. I think what the NBA can do with sports in general, let these players argue it out. Let these players talk it out. Like, can you imagine an NBA game with like a penalty box or some shit, <laughs> where they just argue and they, and they go to the side like, I thought you was this. I thought you. They just let them talk it out, talk it out for a few minutes, let them bark instead of ejecting them right away. 
This is going to make the game so much more intense. 90s basketball, even early 2000s basketball, that shit was a whole different feel than I now. I thought that was because, like the prime of basketball. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, talent-wise, maybe not now because these players, they just get better every fucking year. Intensity, for the culture. Intensity. The basketball culture, well, like, I think that was the best time. Well, like the 80s and 90s have a lot of our Hall of Famers and GOATs. because so, well, so I mean, it, yeah, because everyone's still playing. That and that is like everyone, true, everyone's still playing, but the 80s and 90s shake basketball for the future. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, definitely, between definitely, Mike, definitely. Magic, yeah, yeah. Chuck... Had all the like, superstars change everything, global. but I feel like if they were a penalty box, they were able to argue and really get at each other in a way it would do great for the NBA. Yeah, I don't know about penalty box, but yeah, just letting out, no letting them just beat themselves, argue. You don't gotta let them fight. No. You know what I'm saying? But let them argue and then let them take out the frustration on the court because now you got these two players, especially if they're two good players on each team. All right, now they're gonna go that much harder. You know what I'm saying? Now they might have a great battle. This, this, and that. But at the end of the day, bro, it's just. You're telling me, like, I guarantee you these refs, I would hope, have been playing pickup games or have played this sport collegiately or whatever the case is, and have, I, if they aren't running up and down the court silent, you know, with shit. a smile on their face. That's what I'm saying, bro. So if you're getting that heated in a pickup game, this is this is a game that is actually means something. You yeah. know what I'm saying? At least in the realm of sports, you know, like championship or money or whatever the case is, like, they're actually playing for some shit. And you're you're not even letting it. Like I think someone got a, a tech for bouncing a ball. That's lame. A, a little hard the other day, and this is like what I think Luca got a Luca got a tech for yelling and, and one. Yeah. And I'm like that's a part of the game. That's yeah. literally a part of the game, and you're getting them a tech for that. Like come on, bro. That's just it's just I I just don't understand what they want these players to do anymore. I don't know, but can you imagine if like because I'm sure the NBA runs open runs in the offseason like all the players doing shit, mm -hmm. but can you imagine, bro, if a ref Went and joined the NBA player pickup game and was playing with the NBA players. They would dog that motherfucker out. Yeah, they they'd be like, they'd be like come here, Tony that. Brothers, or whatever his name is. He, ha ha. Yeah. Not Joey Crawford. You met Joey Crawford playing pickup game, bro? They would no. destroy him. That wouldn't go over well. That'd be uh, fucking hilarious. <laughs> I would love to see it. Yeah. That would be hilarious, bro. But I get what you're saying, though, man. I think the world's getting a lot softer due to just money and people don't want to get canceled. Everyone's becoming a lot more PC about certain things. And, because, and I say money because. The term cancellation or whatever, cancellation at times can affect your, your bottom your bottom line, your dollar. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you also got to think about, like, everything's so much more public now. Like, I mean, I know I, my parents have told me time and time again, like, man, like, I'm so glad I didn't grow up in this era. Yeah. Because I did, I did some wild shit when I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? So imagine now... You might do some wild shit, but guarantee someone has a phone out. Someone's recording that. You know what I'm saying? Someone's recording you so lame. throwing up in the alley. Someone's recording you doing this, something embarrassing. Someone's recording you. And someone's going to have that recording. Well, and they might delete it. It's still there, out there somewhere. You know, whether it's in a database somewhere, like your embarrassing moments have such a higher chance of being broadcasted to the whole world. Yeah. That now I feel like everyone's like, fuck, like, I'm so nervous to almost be me because I don't know how other people are going to react to me being me, you yep. know, or if I'm going to be made fun of. And this is then get granted. You shouldn't really give a fuck, but it's hard to not care when, you know, your worst moment can be somebody else's, you know, laughter type yeah. shit. You know, right. And it's just like, damn, like I was really down bad in this moment. And now I'm looking at this video as a million plus views of everyone laughing at me. You know, that's not going to make you feel good. And I'm not paid for it. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's just like I mean, shit like that's probably just definitely, you know, I don't know, bro. It's just, it's just if you if you really think about it, it's a weird time we're living in, man. It's just like everything's so 
everything's so connected, which is great, but at the same time, it's not because now you, I mean, like, there's, you can't really do anything. You can't do anything without someone knowing what you're doing. Or, oh, I saw you on, even if you're like, damn, I didn't post a snap today, boom, boom, boom. Oh, I saw you on so-and-so snap doing this. Oh, I saw you doing that. Or I, I heard you, you know what I mean? Then it's like, damn, like, I didn't even post anything. And people are still seeing me doing this or still seeing me out here doing that. Not that I got anything to hide, but it's just like, damn, like, that's wild. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. I highly agree, bro. Yeah. I, I highly agree. So I feel like, and I, and I say as, as we can wrap up, unless you got something else, I do feel like that the world is trending to something that's going to be, it's going to come off hella fake. It's going to seem hella fake because everyone tries to be perfect. Everyone tries to make everything make sense. Not everything's supposed to make sense. Not everything is going to be, you know, to the T. But I feel like when people try to do that, it's when they really lose touch of life and lose mm-hmm. touch of themselves. You know, Jordan put out a good piece about perfectionism today. And I I didn't read it. So let me not, not only put out a piece on it today. I was about to elaborate, but I can't elaborate some shit I didn't read. But I think that the term perfectionism is, I think, what everyone's striving for because everyone wants to say in this politically PC zone. Mm-hmm. But life isn't in the PC zone. Not at all. It's not. Life isn't in that corporate world. Life isn't in those million dollar meetings where you're trying to seem perfect and shit or like, you know, you have to change your voice or code switch. Life isn't in there. Life is in real life. Mm-hmm. So, and life, real life is only going to do what real life does. I think That's I, said, real. I said real life too much, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I get it though. I get what you're saying, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, go ahead. Uh, give me social media for you, my boy. All right. So, Snapchat is PB. Zero zero G S Instagram is Pierce underscore Michael one. That's P I E R C E underscore M I C H A E L number one. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, Devon on the street on all platforms. D Street Day one five on Twitter. Devon on Instagram. Uh, and most importantly, ISD and school detention on all podcast platforms. All of them. YouTube as well, guys. Yes. Uh, Dash, you still there? No, I just, my phone's on 4%. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, dude has like four Instagrams anyway, bro. He'd be, uh, hell he'd yeah, be here all hell day, yeah. man. The camera about to die. So yeah. Yes. <laughs> all right, you guys. We'll put, it in the, we'll put it in the description. We'll put it in the description. I'll try. My fingers might get tired. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have a good week. Right, peace.